Look at James chapter 1 for a moment. Walk with me just to James, James for just a moment. You all know this. Nothing new. But look at James chapter 1 and verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him do what? Ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. That verse always makes me chuckle a little bit that he begins that verse with the letters of, uh, or with the word if. Do you all find that a little humorous? Just in case there's a God doesn't know what to do, let him ask of God, just in case, you know, you're a little unsure. Uh, I just find that funny, because if I'd have been the Holy Spirit writing this, I'd have said, hey, y'all, ask. You know, would y'all been that way? Because I feel like it's not an if for me. I just better ask that every day. But notice what he said, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, verse 6, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Let him ask in faith. You, you, you know chapter 4 as well, don't you? Look in chapter 4, and, and you, this is so familiar. We, we, we know this. How many times have you preached from this? Chapter 4 and uh, verse 2, you lust and have not, you kill, desire to have, cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you have not because... Yes, not. So simple. Verse 3, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. Well, we don't have because we don't ask, and sometimes we ask and don't get because we didn't ask right. And uh, these, are, these are just truths found throughout the Bible here. Chapter 5 continues that idea on several, several different verses, several different levels, beginning in verse 13 of chapter 5. Is any among you afflicted? What should he do? He should pray. If he's merry, what should he do? Sing psalms. Is he sick? Anybody among you sick? Well, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And verse 15 says, in the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith, chew on that a moment, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Verse 16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias, a Hebrew Elijah, Greek Elias, was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Zero in on one sentence. One sentence, chapter 5, verse 16, the last sentence. Uh, zero in on that verse with me just a moment. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Brothers, do you believe that? Sisters, do you believe that? The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. One of the greatest things in the world is to pray and see God answer your prayers. You, you agree with that, don't you? What a delight to have a God that loves us so much that he hears our prayers and he answers. Isn't that delightful? What's the biggest thing you've ever prayed about? What's the most miraculous thing you've ever seen God do? I know you've probably heard that silly story about the lady that bought her a parakeet uh, or a parrot, I guess it was, and, and, and uh, the, the, the shop owner sold it to her and told her, now, it can talk, it can talk, and she's lonely, so she said, I want an animal that can talk, and she took it home, and sure enough, about six months later, it started talking. The only thing it would say was, let's kiss. That's all it would say, and her parrot all the time, let's kiss, and you know, the mailman come to the door to give her mail, the parrot pipe up and say, let's kiss, and it embarrassed her, and Pastor would come to visit her, and her parrot would say, let's kiss, and she just felt awkward about it. Well, their pastor, her pastor went and bought himself a parrot and taught it to talk, but the only thing it would say was, let's pray. And, and her, you know, his parrot was more spiritual, apparently, than hers, and pastor's parrot would say, let's pray. And so pastor told a story about that one day, and she thought, well, reckon I could get my parrot with his parrot, and maybe my parrot would start saying more than let's kiss. And so she, you know, floated that by the pastor, and he said, sure, bring it over, and we let them, you know, stay together for a month or so, and 
It's if your pair to learn to say, let's pray. You, you, y'all, y'all heard, have y'all heard this story? She took her parrot over there and she walked in, set it up on the shelf there beside a pastor's parrot, and her, her bird spoke up first and said, let's kiss. And pastor's parrot said, praise God, my prayers have been answered. <laughs> no, that's a dumb illustration, isn't it? And uh, that's just a joke. You know, that's just, I'm sure that's just a joke. I, that's got to be. But you do know God answers prayer, don't you? Y'all believe that? Sure he does. And isn't that, isn't that a wonderful thing to have in our ministry? Sometimes I don't know what to do, but I can say, God, help. I need wisdom, Lord. Don't know how to handle this situation. Don't know how to cancel, cancel, this, cancel this couple. Sometimes you want to cancel them. But uh, I don't know how to counsel this couple. Lord, I don't know how to counsel this couple. I, I don't know, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help. Help, Lord. He says, you're asking. And if you ask in faith, if you ask in faith, well, God will give you wisdom. It's that pretty simple, isn't it? And he gets chapter 40, he says, you know, if you have not because you ask not. Sometimes you just, we just get too busy to pray. Anybody here like that besides me? Sometimes you just get too busy doing good things, but no time with the Lord. And yet there's all kinds of ministries we heard about here today, your ministry and the ministry of these brothers up here. Did you know there are just some things that cannot be done outside of the miracle power of Almighty God? And the only way to access the miracle power of an Almighty God is to get on our knees and say, okay, Lord, help. Help, God. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. And sometimes you just got to go to God. And so he says, you have not because you ask not. And sometimes we aren't right with God, so we don't get our prayers answered. He alludes to that in the sentence I gave you. The effectual fervent prayer of what kind of man? Not just anybody can get big answers to prayers. But if you're right with God, you can. If you're right with God, you can get your prayers answered. It matters how we live, even as preachers, doesn't it? That's not just such a thing for our church members. We ought to be right. We ought to be godly. We ought to be clean. We ought to be pure. We ought to be walking with God. We ought to be holy. We ought to pursue righteousness. We ought to be trying to do what's right. Why? Because it's only a righteous man that can get his prayers answered. And so never be afraid to spend a little time with the Lord and say, Lord, how am I doing? How am I doing? I keep talking to your people, Lord, but how am I doing? Don't ever be afraid to do that. Do that periodically. I don't know how y'all are, but every time I set aside a little time to say, Lord, how am I doing? What could I, what, Lord, what could I work on? The Lord always has something in mind. It always catches me off guard how fast he responds to that and says, well, how about this right here? You could do better at that. And how about that right there? The Lord just puts his finger on things in my life because, you know, here's what he's trying to tell you. Sometimes we can't get our prayers answered because things aren't well. And so he says, you know, you can pray, but ask amiss, and God doesn't answer your prayer. Don't you love the simplicity of that sentence, though? The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Don't you love how simple that is? I'd teach you three lessons from that, three reminders from that, if you will. I look in this passage and notice that we ought to pray believing. Didn't he say that over and over? How do you get, how do you get wisdom? Uh, by faith. You pray believing. Y'all... Y'all believe in faith, don't you? You pray believing. Faith is, uh, uh, being full of faith is important. We say, that guy's really faithful. And, and, and I know what we mean by that. Usually when we say, you know, let's be faithful, we mean be consistent. Don't give up, don't quit, don't back down, don't step away, don't stop, be consistent. But the word faithful literally is, you got to go backwards to get that word. It means to be full of faith. And sometimes we're, we're satisfied with faithfulness in the idea of consistency. Well, you know, I'm telling you, I've been, I've been doing the same thing for 25 years. I'm a faithful man. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes to prayer, it's not just a consistency. He wants me to be full of belief, full of faith. Now, somebody says, well, how in the world can we be full of faith? Because faith is based on the recipient, and it's about our God and who he is and his power and his ability and his strength. Are you full of faith? You have confidence in a great God, brothers and sisters. You know, well, God's real. How many of y'all believe that? 
Is he a great God? Can he do anything? Can he still work miracles? Does he still save the sick and heal the sick and set people free from addictions? Does he still save hard sinners? Does he? Does he still change lives? Can he still help families get back together? Uh, so here's what he's trying to say to us. Be full of faith about that. Faith is confidence. That, that word means confidence. But it also means trust. And uh, one of the tricky things about faith is putting those two things together into one entity. I have great confidence that God can do anything. That's why it's always right to pray about anything that God can do. So you say, I don't know if God's going to heal me or not. Yeah, but go ahead and pray about it because God can heal. So go ahead and pray about it and pray in faith. I have confidence that God could touch me and heal me, and I'm going to talk to God about it. I'm going to pray in faith. And so I don't know if God will do that or not. I don't know if God would do that or not. But go ahead and pray in faith. If it's okay to ask, it's okay to pray big. And you just go to God and say, God, I know you could. I don't know if you will or not. I think it's okay to pray that way. You can be honest with God. God already knows your heart anyway, doesn't he? It's not like you're going to catch him off guard. So you can go to God and say, God, I don't know if you'd heal this or not. Sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, I don't know if you'd heal them or not. You can go for yourself. I don't know if you'd heal me or not. I know you can. And so I don't know if you will or not. You don't have to do a miracle for me, but I'm going to just pray about it anyway. You can pray in faith. That's confidence in God, but faith is also trust. It's that, it's that balance of saying, God, I know you can, but I'm going to trust that whatever you do is going to be good for me, and you know what's best, and I can trust you about that. All of us are going to get sick one of these days probably and die, aren't we? Y'all, aren't y'all aware of that? Y'all aware of that, aren't you? Y'all know you got to die, don't you? And, and some of us are going to be sooner than others because everybody has to die. Well, don't be afraid of that. You can't scare a child of God with heaven. Is that fair? So, oh, my goodness, we might get COVID and die. Well, there's people that did, and some of my friends did, and, and uh, there's all kinds of issues from all that. But, but we don't sorrow like this world around us that has no hope. If I die of cancer or COVID or whatever it is, the fact of the matter is I am going to be in heaven, and that's still a land that is fairer than day. Y'all believe that? So we're not troubled by this thing. We're not troubled. We're not troubled. We're not, we're not missing it. We have great trust that whatever God does is better, but we can pray in faith. Whatever God does is good. I, I, I've been meditating some over the last year about, about Lazarus. Remember Lazarus died. He died, and Jesus brought him back. Don't you feel sorry for Lazarus? We rejoice. Oh, man, Lord, raised him from the dead. But I'm telling you, I think Lazarus walked out of the tomb and probably said something like, Seriously? And, uh, I mean, he was, uh, you know, in a land where there's no suffering, no sin, no sorrow, no tragedy, no trials, no more, no more death, no more dying, and Jesus brought him back. I think he's probably a little upset about that. But see, I, I'm not worried about it. Don't, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God's a good God. You all believe that, don't you? So you can trust him. So here's what we ought to learn. The first lesson we ought to learn is we ought to pray believing. How many times in James did he say the prayer of faith, ask in faith, pray believing? You, you missionary brothers, well, God bless you. Those are some big endeavors. Those are some big endeavors. Here's our brother running a camp, Ferndale. Big, that's a big endeavor. That's a big endeavor. You say, I don't know if I can do this or not. I got bad news for you. You can't do it. You say, I don't know if I can build a church or not, Brother Frank. I don't know. If, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, we pray, praise God. We had 50 saved, but I don't know. Will we ever have a building like this? Will we ever have a PA system like that? Will we ever have a grand piano like that? I mean, that's called thing. Well, the fact of the matter is I got good news for you. You can't do it. That's good news. Eddie. You can't do it. But we have a great God, don't we? We have a great God. Don't ever let the world, the flesh, and the devil undermine that. You have a great God. No matter what your endeavor is, there's a God in heaven. And uh, Brother Folger, I don't know how in the world you can put a Bible in every hand in Asia for crying out loud. I, we don't even know how many people there are. And by the time we figured out, they have more of them. And it's getting bigger all the time. 
But, but who knows? I mean, we can't do that, but we can pray in faith about it, can't we? We can say, all right, Lord, we know you want your word to go forth, and I don't know how in the world we're going to raise the money. I don't know how in the world we're going to do it. I don't know how in the world we're going to get all the Bibles there. I don't know how in the world we're going to get to everybody, but there's a God in heaven bigger than all of that. So pray believing. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Aren't you glad for that great truth? Pray believing. Can I say to you, pray big? Pray big. How big did Elijah pray? <laughs> I love this. He said, now, Lord, don't let it rain till I say so. Now, that's, uh, I don't know, that's a, that's a crazy prayer, isn't it? Now, why did he pray that big? Why did he pray like that? You all know why he prayed that way, don't you? It was actually pray, it was a prayer of faith. Because if you study your Bible, you'll find out that one of the things God told the nation of Israel was that as long as you, are, as long as you honor me and do what's right and seek me, I'll bless you and use you and take care of you. But if you worship idols and you turn away from me and won't listen to me and won't listen to my men, won't do what's right, here's what I'll do. I'll withhold the rain till you get right with me. You can find that in the Bible. I wonder where Elijah got the idea to pray that God wouldn't let it rain. Well, there's no doubt about it. He got that from the law. He got it from the promises of God. And here's what I love about that, something I've learned, and I'm still meditating on it, and I don't know that I have it fully figured out. Elijah apparently was praying because that's what God said would happen, but it wasn't automatic. God said it would happen. If you worship idols, I'll withhold the rain till my people are desperate and willing to come back to me. God said it would happen. It did not happen until a man named Elijah said, okay, God, you, you, said, that's what, that, you, you said that's what you do. So I'm going to claim it. You said that's what you do, so I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it, and I'm just going to pray big about it. I, I don't understand how this happens, Lord, because if I understand, you know, biology and science and all that stuff, I know how rain forms and the clouds and the moisture and, and evaporation and all that. Lord, I don't know how this works, and, and, and I, I don't, Lord, but you, you, Lord, you said that it wouldn't rain, so I'm just going to go out on a limb here, Lord, and say, since you said it, I'm going to ask about it. Don't let it rain till I say so, so your people will get right with you. Nothing selfish about that prayer. What's the heart of Elijah? The heart of Elias, the heart of Elias is that God's people would repent and come back to God and get right with God. Well, what a big prayer. How long has it been since you prayed really big? What a big prayer. Lord, don't let it rain. Don't let it rain. And then he took a step of faith. I don't know how this happened. The Bible doesn't give us the detail. But when I get to heaven, there's things I want to ask people about. Are you all with me on that? Like, I want to talk to Euodius and Syntyche when I get to heaven and find out what the issue was. You ever read Philippians 4? The Spirit of God inspired Paul to tell Euodius and Syntyche, this isn't right. Now get it right. Get right with each other. But he didn't tell us what the problem was. And I, every time I read Philippians, I don't know what y'all do. When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to meet Sintiggy walking down Hallelujah Boulevard, and she's going to say, my name is Sintiggy, and I'm going to say, hey, I'm just curious. What would y'all do? Paul had to write y'all about. Am I the only one like that? I just want to know. And, and here, I want to know all the details of this story. What was it that called Elias to say, all right, don't let it rain. Okay, we answered that. We found that. That's in the, in the law. But, but what was it that called Elias to get up and, and say, all right, Lord, you, 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 you're going to answer my prayer and march into Ahab and say, hey, I just need to tell you something, nobody. So that you know something. I don't know how that happened. I don't know. How did he get in? I don't know. The, I, it seems like in the Bible, if I understand it, Elijah marches in and said, hey, I need to tell you something from God. It's not going to rain again in this land till I say so. See you later. And he left. wonder what Ahab did. Yeah, it was probably like, who let that idiot in here? 
Where'd he come from? What in the world was that all about? No, go to Randall. He says so. Can you imagine how he told that to Jezebel? So you won't believe what this idiot came in and told me today, claimed to be a man of God, and said it wasn't going to rain anymore until he said so. Jezebel was like, well, you got that right. That man's a first-class idiot, isn't he? Can you imagine? They, they had preacher for lunch that day, didn't they? No doubt about it. Nobody was laughing three and a half years later. Somebody prayed big. Make a difference? Did it, did it, did it make a difference? <laughs> you know it did. Six months without rain is a big deal, isn't it? Three years without rain's getting desperate. This is a big deal. Can you imagine what Ohio would look like if it didn't rain for three and a half years? There wouldn't be any corn. Wouldn't be any soybeans. The Amish would be getting desperate. They wouldn't have any food in the cellars. The garden's not going to grow without water. This get, this get real serious, wouldn't it? Here's the steps. We ought to learn from this. Pray believing. What a lesson. Pray believing. What a lesson. Pray believing. What a lesson. Pray big. And I just say to you, lastly, pray because. Pray because of why? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So pray because. Pray, pray believing. God, you can, and I trust you, but I'm going to ask you. And, and pray big because there's nothing too hard for our God. With our God, nothing shall be impossible. Y'all brothers believe that? You sisters believe that? So pray believing, pray big, pray because. And he gives us the because right here. And here's the because. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And the Bible just tells us the, the, just a little overview. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Do you find that, it, do you find that encouraging? It's easy to think, wow, these men in the Bible, my goodness, they were great men of faith. They were super Christians. Oh, my goodness. But James wants us to know, oh, there's no super Christian here. He's just like you. I don't know. How, I mean, how far you go with that? Maybe, maybe, maybe he could have said Elias was dumb as a coal bucket, too. I mean, I don't know. How would he have said that? Elias had bad days too. Elias sometimes got up on the wrong side of the bed. Elias didn't always have faith. Elias sometimes got discouraged. And we know he did. He's just like me and you. What was the difference? He had a great God. He had a great God. He prayed believing, prayed big, and he prayed because. He believed that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so he prayed, Lord, don't let it rain till I say so. Three and a half years later, I don't know what happened. I don't know what prompted this. Three and a half years later, things are getting really desperate. And Ahab and Elijah connect. Ahab finally finds Elijah. And Elijah find, actually, Elijah found Ahab. And Elijah said to Ahab, get that Jezebel wife of yours to get her prophets together and meet me on Mount Carmel. And let's uh, have a little showdown, not a hoedown, a showdown. And let's come up here and have a little showdown. And we're going to build an altar. Y'all, brothers, you know this. My goodness, how many times have you told this story and preached this story? Build an altar. And y'all go ahead and cry out to Baal. And if he's God, let him answer. And I'll, get, I'll let you guys go first since there's 800 of you. And since y'all worship Baal, he's either God or he's not. He's either real or he's not. It's either real or fake. Let's, let's not play around with this. Either he's going to be real or he's not. And if he's not real, let's give this stupidity up. And if God's not real, then let's give up on religion. This is this going to be real or not? Let's put something to the test here and find out, is this real? So he said, go ahead, y'all pray. And, and, and whatever else they believe, whatever else they must have believed in Baal, because, boy, they sure tried, didn't they? Whatever else you say about them, they really were serious about their worship of that false god.
They really believed. They cut themselves. They cried. They prayed. They begged. They danced. They tried every way in the world to get their God to hear them. And, and then Elijah's getting stronger by the moment. I, Elijah just cracks me up because he actually starts making fun of them. And he said, my goodness, maybe you ought to try louder. He might be asleep or he might be on vacation or he might, you know, you might, you might ought to try a little harder. Hey, cry a little louder. He's not listening, is he? And I don't know how it all transpired. We don't have every detail, but somewhere during that day, Elijah said, all right, that's enough. He said, tell you what, we don't have much water left. In fact, there's just, uh, we've got to go run down here at the foot of the mountain. There's some water down there. Cart it up here and dump it on this altar. Can you imagine what the people thought about Elijah? The man really is an idiot. You know they thought that. Come, come, you know that. You know they thought this guy, this guy's not all there. This guy's not all there. Bring water up here. Dow said, I mean, water's running everywhere. You know, this is, this is a big pouring water. At a time of three and a half years drought, pour it on there. Soak it good. And he didn't pray very long, did he? Now he said, Lord, show these people your God. The fire came down, and the Bible's true, and I believe it is. I believe every word of it, don't you? I believe the creation story is literal. I believe the revelation story is literal. I just believe it all. I believe it all. I don't understand it all, but I believe it word for word. I believe every, I believe every page of it's true. I believe that when the Bible says this, admit it, that when it was all said and done, the fire fell down, the stones were even licked up. I don't understand all that. That's why he prayed. He prayed because prayer avails much. What happened? The people said, boy, that's right. Baal is fake and false, and we're done with Baal. The Lord, he is God. What in the world did it get? What did it take to get them there? What did it take to get a messed up generation to revival? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Say, Lord, I sure want to see people in my town saved. Don't you stop praying. Can I tell you something I've learned, brothers? If you're praying, God is working. Don't you all miss that. If you're praying, God is working. Tell, tell the parents in your church whose kids aren't well. Encourage them with this Sunday. If you're praying, God is working. See, yeah, but we've been praying for 15 years, and our son is still far from God. Just imagine where he'd be if you weren't praying. Just think of what the devil had done in his life if your prayers weren't involved. If you're praying, God is working. See, we want to see people saved in our town. Pray up a storm. Well, nobody's getting saved. Keep on praying because the God of heaven is working. If you're on your knees, on your face, if your head is bowed, if you're in his presence, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And my dear brothers, I want to encourage you about that. Believe it. Don't give up on prayer. Don't give up on crying out to God. If it's been a while since you had a prayer life, we're all preachers, but life can get us so busy. It's been a while since you had a prayer life. Start one. Just start one. Set aside some time every day where you go meet with God. Maybe get you a list and write it down. Start praying over it. And write things down you want to see God do. This year, I got to mark off a name on my prayer list. I've been praying for four or five years that God would save my neighbor. Praise God, I can mark it off. He got saved this year. I can mark it off. I told Cleveland Baptist Church the other day, I'm so glad he got saved. He has a fishing boat. That means I don't have to buy one. I don't have to buy one. I got my neighbor saved. He's got a fishing boat. Told me he'd take me out on his. Don't y'all feel like that's just of the Lord? I mean, isn't that a blessing? 
Praise, I mark that off. I mark that off. Had three kids go through college. You know what's been on my prayer list for several years? Each one of my kids. Now, Lord, we got to pay this college bill. Help, Lord. Help, Lord. And uh, we're not being fake about it. But so my kids are working hard. Get you a job. You got to have to help. We'll all pitch in here. And I told my kids, if you'll go to a college I approve of, I'll do everything I can to help you get there. And I'll help you pay for it, but you got to pay most of it yourself. So our kids got good jobs, worked hard, but I worked at it. I, 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 you know, you know, did extra things here and there to help pay the bill. It's on the prayer list, though, so I wasn't being lazy about it. But I also knew I can't do it. God, you got to pay this bill. Help me, Lord. And I got three done. Their bills are paid. And Matthew's trying to be done. Uh, he uh, he got married before his senior year, so it's taken him a little longer. And uh, how y'all, how y'all, what y'all think about that? He, he, he had this problem, see, don't y'all judge me. Y'all are independent Baptists. You don't believe in judging people, do you? And my son, he's a student at West Coast Baptist College. You know what my kid did? He kissed his girlfriend on the campus of West Coast Baptist College under a security camera. Can y'all believe Dave Young's kid would kiss a girl on a, on a Baptist college under a security camera? That's against our belief. You wait till you know, you don't, you know, you're, for crying out loud, what's he thinking? Number one, I'm glad he likes girls. <laughs> Somebody say amen to that. I'm in our culture. I'm glad he likes girls, but that's against the rules. No, no, what in the world? You don't do that. So I called him. I said, son, you know better than that. We honor rules. I don't know, son, that's the end of the world that you, you kiss a girl. That's, that's unwise. And you should have. That's not the end of the world. But son, what were you thinking? At least, at least don't do it under a security camera. <laughs> And I thought, what am I going to do with this kid? So I said, all right, if you're, going to, if you're going to kiss a girl at West Coast Baptist College, you're going to marry her. Marry her. So he did. Early. Married her. Didn't even finish school. Married her. Now he's trying. So he's trying to get there. He's trying to get there. He's trying to get done. But marriage sure changed all that. It's hard work now to get her done. He's, he's still got two or three classes. For, and, and, you know, and he's not, his grades weren't high enough. And we've gone round and round about it and up and down and up one side and down the other. If I was them, I'd just give the degree to him to get rid of him. In fact, I'm praying about that. Give the kid the degree. I'm tired of this. And, and, but what's the whole deal here? Uh, we, we pray. It's on my prayer list. Oh, Lord. So you get, get, get praying again, brothers. Let's get praying again, sisters. Let's pray. Pray. And, 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 if, and if your kid's, you know, kissing a girl under a security camera, you ought to pray about that too. Lord, help my son and help me not to kill him in the name of Jesus. And, but see, pray about everything. Just pray up a storm. Pray. Start a prayer line. But brothers and sisters, pray big. Pray big. Man, God is good. And be encouraged today. I'm glad you came to a preacher's fellowship. Be encouraged today. Your God is a good God. He's a big God. And he still hears prayers and still answers them. So, so get your prayer life renewed. And you got all kinds of things you ought to pray about. So pray as big as you know how to pray and as much as your faith will let you. And just pray real big. The souls will be saved and that God will do miracles and folks will be healed. Uh, let's not be independent Baptists who act like we don't believe that God is real. Let's be independent Baptists of faith and let's pray really big and let's Let's let our teenagers see God do some big things. When your teenagers see, wow, God did that. You know what it'll do? It'll help your teenagers say, I want to serve a God like that. If we're not careful, our teenagers, they, they come to our churches. And if we're dead and cold and there's no miracles and nobody gets saved, and, and then we don't even, you know, we're like, well, these are the last days. Lord, help us. And the Lord just not moving like he used to. If I was a teenager, I'd be like, I'm out of here too. But if my God is real and he's big and he's still working and souls are still being saved and you see miracles and God's on the move and the power of God is there and his presence is real, 
And I'm telling you, young people will fall in line and say, I want to I bite of that. I want to get in on that. And our people need to see that. And let's go home and let's pray more than we ever have. Let's see God do great things. Y'all